0: So the big question is this, how do young men like us, who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow? That is the question, and this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski, and welcome to the Ascend Momentum Show. Welcome back. So, last episode was Transurfing Principles Part 5, and I said it wouldn't be the next episode, but here it is, Transurfing Principles Part 6. So, if you're new here, the way this will work is I'm going to be teaching, or not teaching, but I'm just going to be talking about some of the notes that I took while reading transurfing or while reading while studying so i read a book called reality transurfing by vadim zeland parts 1 through 5 and that book has absolutely changed my life and so i read it once and then i'm actually reading it a second time through this time i'm studying so i'm taking a lot of notes and with that a lot of notes I review the notes so I go back over the past like week or so and then review some of the stuff that I like wrote down and then I rewrite the most important ones from the past week and then I just consolidate them all into like 15 pages maybe because when I say I write a lot I write a lot I probably have I Bought an entire journal and a, an entire big notebook. It's like a, it's like a classic spiral notebook size, but it's in the journal format. So it's not a spiral notebook, but it's the size of a spiral notebook. Maybe it's even a little bigger. I don't know, but it. And I write a lot, and I'm already halfway. Like I've filled up the entire journal half halfway already. So I write a lot. And so I have a lot of notes, and my review from the past week is 15 pages long, and I had to split it into two episodes. So yesterday was the first episode, and then today is going to be the second and the last for this past week, since Transurfing Principles is part four, at least. So... All of these notes, like most of these notes are word for word copied from the book, Reality Transurfing, parts one through five by Vadim Zellan. So a lot of these words are not my own, but I will be saying the quote and then talking on it, speaking on it. That's how it will work. So with all that said, let's get straight into it. People are exclusively interested in themselves, so be interested in them too. So this is from the chapter on frailing, and frailing is basically whenever you're in conversation or whenever you're basically interacting with anyone, everyone is always just like interested in their own things. They're all worried about their own thoughts, their own desires, and what they can get from the other person. So if you can attune to that person's frequency and become interested in them, then they will love you so much for it and they will be, they will be of such high regard for you and they will, basically the experience will be so much better and you'll be able to get, essentially if you fulfill their desires and help them out with their stuff, then they will be more inclined to help you with yours. Your positive qualities and failings are not of your partner's concern. The sense of self-worth they experience when talking to you is their utmost priority. All right, so as a general rule of thumb during conversation, people are not thinking about your positive qualities or their your like downsides or your flaws. They're basically whether this is conscious or subconsciously, they're basically, usually it's con- uh, subconsciously, they're essentially what they're doing is they're determining whether you're fulfilling their self-worth. So if, the, if you're helping them raise their self, their sense of self-worth, and if you can help them experience higher self, higher a higher sense of self-worth, while they're talking to you, then they're gonna regard you higher. So they're basically gonna be more inclined to be a, your partner, or be your friend, be whatever, and or help you out. And they're not necessarily worried about your positive qualities or your negatives. When talking to someone and displaying an interest in them, do it with sincerity. So this goes along with when you are talking to people and you're just trying to follow the principles but you're kind of faking it and you're trying to have a good like you're trying to influence people you're trying to follow all of the relationship principles to a T but you're faking it and it's obvious they're going to tell they're going to be able to tell and they're going to they're going to sense that you're faking it and that's something behind they're out for a ulterior motive you have an ulterior motive excuse me so when when you're when you're doing all these principles do it with sincerity and it's actually this might come up later like i might read this out loud later but if you ha- if you've ever had a pet like a dog a pet dog they are always so happy to see you And they unconditionally love you. So every single time you see your dog, they always get so excited to see you. And that's why we love our dogs. That's why I love our pets, because they are so excited to see us all the time. So if you can simply just do that in real life to other humans, then they will, like, that will be very big for you, that will be very beneficial. Present tasks to people in the context of how it would increase their self-worth. All right. So if you're a boss, like if you're a boss and you have employees and you have to get them to do something, you could just say, do this or you're fired. Yeah, you could do that. And that's basically like the inner intention. So that's like the, you trying to force your will onto other people and they will, probably do the action but they won't regard you too highly of it because of it and then over time it may like wear off like that 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 um uh, threat may wear off over time so when you are trying to get someone to do something try and figure out what they're innermost self, like what raises their self, a sense of self-worth. So one example is when, if you come a- across a group of boys and they're like competitive and you want them to do some chores or something like that, say, all right, so who of you is the best at washing the dishes? Who of you can wash the dishes the fastest or wash the dishes with the most quality. So that kind of presents the task in the context of their self their self-worth. They are very competitive amongst each other. so it will raise their sense of self-worth if they complete that task because it'll be competitive and they're trying to compete with the other all their friends. Encouragement is a true driver in human relationships. So never criticize anyone. When, when you criticize someone, you are basically, I mean, you are basically just saying that you are superior to them and they messed up and you're saying it to their face. No one wants that. If you've ever been criticized, you know how it feels whether consciously or subconsciously, you begin to kind of despise that person. And encouragement is basically the opposite of that. When you encourage someone, you're like pushing them along and you're actually helping them and you're like motivating them. And it's like the opposite of criticism. Never blame anyone. So when you blame someone, even if they did it, You are basically saying that they did something wrong. And people are fine saying that, admitting to themselves that they did something wrong. They're fine saying to themselves that they did something wrong. But if it comes from somebody else, well, then that's a completely different story. It's like an ego does not want to hear it from someone else. Kind of like that. Criticism makes the heart an enemy of the mind. Encouragement makes it an ally. So when you criticize, even when you're criticizing yourself, you're basically criticizing your heart. And when you are criticizing your heart, that's your mind basically saying. So everyone has a heart and a mind. The mind is the left side of the brain and the heart is the right side of the brain and the mind basically uses logic it perceives and analyzes data from the external world and it it like takes in information and then it uses logic and language and reasoning and then the heart the right side listens to everything the left side says like unequivocally i don't know if i use that word right but it basically use it listens to the left side and does it like without any so if the left side says your left leg feels numb to the right side then your left leg will start to feel numb that's basically it does it without like analyzing whether it's practical or not just does it no matter what but when you criticize that's basically your left side criticizing your right side then that will, it will start to place a divide. Like it will start to create a a barrier or put up a wall between the left side and the right side. And you do not want half of your brain being an enemy with the other half. Like that's just basic common sense. You don't want to only have half of your brain. You want to use and be able to capably, you want to have 100% of your brain. So it's just simple, simple math. Do you want 50% or do you want 100%? I think you would want 100%. It's more optimal. Winning an argument is like delivering a blow to their sense of self-worth. All right, so this is huge. First of all, arguments are never end up anywhere. Even if you win, the other person still may think that they're right. Or even if you successfully convince them on the surface that they're wrong they will never forgive you for that you're basically saying that i'm right i'm better than you and you're wrong and you're worse and they're never gonna forget of that argument and they're never gonna forgive you it's always gonna be a subconscious like they're always subconsciously gonna be remembering that argument and then it will do it destroys their sense of self-worth set the tone of conversation to agreement all right so you want to get your let's say you want to get your way obviously you want to get your way do not try and just start off the bat imposing your will Set the tone to agreement. So the next one is actually start a conversation in such a way that the first word someone says is yes. So when you, when you start the conversation, you can start it off light be like, Oh, did you see like the bears won last night or something like that? And they're like, yes. And they start agreeing with you and then keep getting them to agree with you more and more and more. So then that like, basically takes down their walls of, of, of their defensive walls and then when they agree with you on that you can slowly start to shift the conversation over to the topic that you actually want to talk about like that promotion you want to get a promotion or you want to get something from someone and then slowly start to get there and then they're going to be agreeing with you so they're going to let up their defenses and be more agreeable. And then eventually, once you ask them, hey, can I get a promotion, they'll be way more likely to say yes. And even, this still works even without having that, like even without trying to get something from someone. If you just want to get your point across, still get them to say yes. Because if you're trying to explain something or teach something to some. Someone then you don't want them to be saying no and having their walls up and protecting themselves from all this information You want them to be open and vulnerable to this information So it'll help them or help you move forward and you can help Help each other move forward in the relationship as well Come forward in admitting your mistake. All right, so this is huge whenever you make a mistake And someone else knows it, they're probably going to come up to you and like talk to you about it or try and criticize you about it or something like that. And most of the time, the person making the mistake tries to defend themselves. But the better option is once that person comes up to you or even you go up to them and just straight up just admit your mistake and admit that you made a mistake and then admit that you did bad basically and they will love you forever they will basically be like oh wow this person is awesome they just admitted their mistake now i don't have to like talk to them and now i don't have to get into this argument it's just this there's a whole psychological side to it Giving your full attention is the most important aspect to attuning to your partner's frequency. So when you are in conversation and you're just conversing with people, always give your full attention. And that does not just mean making eye contact. When you're giving your full attention, you are not thinking about your own thoughts at all. You are completely thinking about their thoughts, their desires, their topic when you're you can give someone your full attention but still be focusing on your own things like a lot of times i am in a conversation and i'm thinking oh what should i say next what should i ask what should i what should i do next no always focus 100% on their thing just basically attune to their frequency of their thought energy a person's name is the simplest key to that, f- their frequency. So this is huge. Let me tell you a quick story. <clears throat> I read How to Win Friends and Influence People, um, by Dale Carnegie, and that book talked about giving people's names. And a lot of these, t- um, a lot of this stuff in Frailing chapter on transurfing is in How to Win Friends and Influence Others. So the they're both say always say their name always remember their name the name is something so special to someone because throughout their entire life that's what they've been referred to as that's like that is who they are that's their identity they intertwine their identity with their name so if you say their name then you like automatically re- get their goodwill and This is huge because I actually, I was aware of this like psychology or I was aware of this fact and so I would make it a point to always say people's names, but then I kind of developed this like guilt complex or like me feeling bad for people because if I suspected that they didn't know my name, I didn't want to say their name, not because I was trying to get back at them, but because I didn't want to make them feel bad that they don't know my name. Does that make sense? So I would avoid saying their name if I suspected they didn't know my name. But a lot of the times that backfired because they actually did know my name or I just like didn't, they didn't know my name or I just didn't, Um, I just blinked. Well, it's, I would do that, but it's actually good to say their name. Like just say their name because don't try and avoid hurting their feelings. They would, it would make them feel a lot better if you did say their name, even if they forgot yours, just unconditionally say their name. And then there's another reason. If I think that they have higher status than me, I, sometimes I feel like I'm not worthy saying their name. Like there's some, If I feel that they have higher status than me, then I feel I'm not worthy to say their name, but it's a, it's bad. Like that's bad. You should always say their name every single time. And I still struggle with this to this day. I still feel like I don't deserve to say their name, which just doesn't make any sense. It's like, it does not make any sense. We love our pets so much because they are always happy to see us. So I I talked about this before, but when you can come up to someone and be like, hey, John, hey, John, like, and actually be really excited. Like, so good to see you today, John. And like, say their name, attune to their frequency and be excited. Like, show your joy. Like, you don't have to be like obsessive like our dogs are, like our Dogs always, like, get so excited. They jump for joy and they, like, jump around. Sometimes they, like, scream and, like, get super excited. You don't have to be to that extent. You can just, like, show that you appreciate that you you see them. Show someone how happy you are to see them. Yep, that goes along with what I just said. Attention and participation in a dialogue must be genuine. So people can tell if you have an ulterior motive. If you're not genuine, they can tell and that will go back on you because they'll be thinking, oh, this guy's only out for himself. Like, like everyone else. And so if, if you are getting someone to think that you're only out for yourself, you do not want that. Just use common sense. Never tell anyone to their face that they are wrong. That is huge. So there's this... I haven't really been studying it, but just kind of passively over the time, I've gotten very attuned to people's egos. And it's like a a thing that I've been focusing on... Not focusing on, but it's this thing that I've been passively getting better at. And it's avoiding to hurt other people's egos. Because... If you hurt someone's egos that will never end up positive for you and always try and lower your ego and always never never hurt other people's egos and that's that's basically when you tell someone to their face that they're wrong that is destroying their ego and usually it ends in an argument or sometimes they if it ends in an argument that's bad but an even worse outcome is they accept it and what happens then is they go back into their on their own, and they start thinking about you, and they start like getting mad, and bad thoughts come up, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. Like they, you hurt their ego, and they will not forget. Leave other people's negative slides alone. So, a negative slide is a slide is basically a a warped picture of reality so it, one of the best examples that i can think of right now is let's say you think you're ugly then you see the world under that lens so when you're walking around and you see people looking at you you're being like oh they think that i'm so ugly they're staring at me they think they're i'm ugly and then you see two people laughing then you think, oh, these people are laughing at me because I'm so ugly. And even though they are not laughing about you and the other people are not staring at you, and that's basically a, a negative slide. So, and usually when people have a negative slide, they like, I forgot the word was, but basically they impose it onto others in a sense where if they think they're ugly, they will try and hide that fact that they think they're ugly and they will try to like call other people ugly or like basically put their own slide onto other people. And so if you notice that other people have a negative slide, never don't talk to them about it. Do not even do not even mention it. Just leave it alone because that's a huge, that's very damaging to the ego. You have the right to choose, and if you make an order, sooner or later, it will be delivered. So this is all about the world. The world is like a restaurant. Once you make your order, as long as you don't cancel it or do anything dumb to prevent it from coming, it will come to you sooner or later. Even if, so in a restaurant, even if the service is bad, you know that the, your order is going to come eventually even if the service is bad. So the world is just like that. Once you make your order, then it will be delivered. And especially if you follow the principles of transfer, it will happen faster. It will be delivered faster. Picture that your goal has already been achieved. So when you are visualizing, always picture that it's already been achieved and attune your frequency, your thought energy. Make sure your thought energy aligns with the fact that you've already achieved your goal. So, throughout the day, you should be thinking, Oh, I'm already a millionaire. And basically, what that is doing is it's sending the order to the universe. And it's basically saying that you're already a millionaire. So, but when you're not, since you're not a millionaire in reality, the world will be like, Oh, this is, this is like, this person's thought energy is manifesting a different thing. So it will give you what you're basically thinking of over time. It will not happen instantly, but it will happen over time. It's the same as dreaming. When you're dreaming, it happens instantly. That's because material realization or material realization in the material world in reality right now is inert. So it takes a, a little bit longer a while longer than it does in dreaming. When you set yourself several goals, you spread yourself too thin. So this is one of the things, the issues that I had during the summer. I set myself the goal of going to Florida, but also I set myself another goal of moving to Hawaii. And that was spreading me way too thin. So if you've ever swam in a pool, Have you ever tried to swim in two directions? It's impossible. Most people have not even tried because they know that's just impossible. Like there's no point of even trying. I've never even tried it. And I doubt, I bet most people listening to this have not tried it as well. And the world is just like that. If you try and spread your, if you try and swim in different directions towards different goals, it's not going to happen. You're spreading yourself way too thin. And, it's just like swimming in in the water. You can get all these goals. You just have to swim to one at each time. Swim to the first one, and then swim to the next one, and then swim to the third one. There is no need to be shy or hold back when goal setting. Okay. So this is... We can get whatever we want in life. So there's a reason why billionaires... Like if you were raised in a billionaire environment or a millionaire environment you're gonna have you're gonna be set for life that's because your worldview is thinking oh the world takes care of me so i don't have to worry about money ever i can get whatever i want but if you were raised in a poor environment you think that oh i don't i have to work for what i want or the world doesn't is not gonna not necessarily take yeah basically the world doesn't take care of me But it works the opposite. If the rich person all of a sudden thought that the world didn't take care of them, then they would be in the poor person's situation. And the same works in the opposite direction. If the poor person all of a sudden thought that the world took care of them, then they would get into the rich person's situation. And so when, let's just say, okay, so the world, which is a synonym in my case, in this case, for God. So, or the higher powers, so the higher powers, it makes no, they, if they, they've created all of the universe, all of eternity, everything. So they're infinite. So do you think that it would make any difference if you were to ask them for a newspaper or a massive mansion? Do you think it would be any difference if you're asking infinity? For a newspaper or a mansion? No, it would not make any difference. Now, we're not asking the higher powers for anything because they gave us the the right to choose. And that's the greatest gift of all. We get to choose what we want. So we don't have to ask for them. And actually, it's not good to ask for them because that that is basically us saying, oh, I'm so important that I think the higher power will actually listen to me the, or I think that the higher power will actually give me what I want. When in reality, we have the right to choose. We can just go out. They gave us the right to choose. They gave us the right to go out and get that thing. We can go out and get the newspaper, or we can go out and get the mansion. It's as simple as that. And when you're setting a goal, there's no need to be shy or hold yourself out, hold yourself back because... You can get whatever you want. And that's one thing. When I was originally my original plan to move to Hawaii came into fruition, I was thinking, oh, I'm just gonna get like a four hundred thousand dollar house that's really close to the beach and it's gonna be a one it's gonna be a modest house. That was my goal, just buy that. Then live modestly but no it makes no difference between that and between the world manifesting that or the world manifesting a mansion so now i'm thinking oh i'm just going to get a mansion and live lavishly so don't don't hold back because you're going to if okay so let me let me give you this hypothetical if you if I could tell you that there's a 100% guaranteed chance of success in you achieving your goals would you set yourself if you knew that you would 100% guarantee succeed in this next goal you uh, you were trying to go for would you set that goal to be a modest one room house or would you set that goal to be a massive mansion with Fully stocked of food, lavish living, luxury. And so, mind you, both of these will 100% come to true. You just have to you have to choose. So, would you choose the one bedroom apartment, or would you choose the mansion? Yeah, I would probably choose the mansion as well. So, and it's the same thing with the world. Just choose, choose what you get exactly what you choose, and. When you read transurfing and you learn all the transurfing principles and you apply them, you'll learn that you'll learn how to do that. All basically, all you have to do to have the freedom of choice is to end the battle with the pendulums. So release your grip of control, drop importance. Conscious, be consciously aware. Know the game. Know the Mm -hmm. rules of the game. Break the rules, and. Move one foot and forward in front of the other and always keep the target slide in mind. If you can allow yourself to have, you will get whatever you want. How it happens should not concern you. So that is, that's huge. All my life, I did not allow myself to live. Uh, or not that. I didn't allow myself to have like nice things, basically. I was... Ray, I I grew up in middle class, and so I had the middle class mindset, middle class mentality. I only allowed myself to have middle class items. But if you can allow yourself, all you have to do is allow yourself to have a mansion. That's all there is to it. Your worldview, your perception of your place in this world determines your lot in life, determines what you get, determines the outcomes. But when you allow yourself to have the mansion, how that happens, how you actually get that mansion should not concern you. Do not be worried about how it happens. That's the world's job. The world is in charge of getting it to you. The world knows how to get it to you. and that's The world is the only thing that should know the path towards that. You don't have to do it. You just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other, and then the world will help you along the way. You do not have to justify your actions to yourself or to, the, uh, to others. That is kind of like a guilt complex. So guilt is extremely destructive. Never feel guilty. Guilt never works out for good. And you don't have to justify anything to anyone or yourself. No one and no thing can prevent you from reaching your goals. Once you have taken the path through the right door, except yourself. So if you can just constantly remind yourself whenever you have doubt, just remind yourself that you get exactly what you choose and doubt Doubt is what holds you back. Doubt lowers your chances of success. Every time you doubt, you're radiating thought energy of failure. So there's no point in doubting. Whenever you have doubt, just immediately dismiss it. Destroy it. Get rid of it from your brain at that moment. And just remind yourself that you get exactly what you choose. And no one, no one can prevent you. Like no one, nothing can prevent you from getting your goals. It's all yourself. Yourself is the only thing that can stop you. Only lack of faith and confidence can hinder your progress. So confidence is coordination. So confidence, the normal type of confidence that people feel when they're comparing themselves to the others, that's just don't feel that That confidence is temporary and it creates excess potential. Coordination, on the other hand, is absolute balance. Coordination is all about going with the flow, releasing your grip of control, reducing importance levels. And it's also about interpreting events as positive, perceiving everything that happens to you as positive. And coordination is the most effective means of traveling through the the alternative space. So, coordination is the most effective means of getting to your goal. Guilt cause the meridians to narrow. So, the meridians are kind of your energy... Your energy, like, vessels. Or not vessels. Like, your energy tubes. So everyone has veins that's basically like the the highway that blood travels through meridians are basically the highway it's the veins of energy it's the highway that energy travels through and when you feel guilty it causes the meridians to narrow and that causes less energy to flow through your body so that's bad guilt destroys your energy levels confidence that is based on comparing oneself with others is pure excess potential i said i spoke on that a couple minutes ago confidence normal confidence is destructive now it is just temporary it is dependent on certain events and situations and soon that confidence will topple whether it's a pendulum or like some event that happens it will it'll topple so follow coordination instead. You cannot develop confidence. You cannot develop confidence. You either have it or not. Coordination is you let go of the struggle for self-worth. You let go of the struggle for for confidence. And then the very thing you let go of, you will receive. To develop self confidence, you have to let go of wanting to acquire it. I I just said that without even looking at it. This like that the fact that I just said that without looking at it just goes to show that this study method works very well. So let me explain. When I'm studying reality Transurfing, I am getting. So let me start with the first time I read like most books that I'm reading the, the most all the books that I've read before, I just read them once like I just read them passively. So that sends all the information through your brain once when you just read the words on the book go on to the next go 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 just read the whole book it passes through your brain once but if you use this studying method so what i do is i read it and then every single time i find something that is worthwhile i write it down so right now i read it and i find it worthwhile and i write it down that's three or read it read it again, write it down. That's three. And then I read, I reread the whole journal that I wrote that day, the night. So that's four. And then I talk to my friend about it. Let's not count that. But that would be five. But then at night, when I'm writing in my personal journal, I summarize what I read that day. So that's five but I'm also thinking about it. So that's six. And then the next morning I reread that, that summary. So that's seven. So the first time I, I think I'm missing a few pass-throughs and then that night after I talk about it. So that's eight. And then over after the week i read it back again so that's nine and then i write down the most important things so that's ten and then when i talk about it on again on transfer from principles just like this episode that's ten times it passes through my brain so it, do you want if you're trying to learn some stuff do you want it to pass through your brain once or do you want it to pass through your brain 10 times in 10 different means when you're just passively reading it's only passing through your brain through the reading method but when you're doing this study method it passes through your brain through reading through writing through explaining teaching and talking and reading more and like all this stuff it passes through your brains in many different ways many different forms. So it's very valuable. Let me get some water. The notion of confidence is constructed on excess potential and dependent relationships. We've talked about that. Transurfing offers an alternative to confidence coordination talked about that awareness and intention enables you to ignore the pendulum game and claim what is yours without having to fight for it all right this is valuable so whenever you're aware you're awake and you're aware of the pendulum game so we live in a life of pendulums and pendulums are striving to control us they're fighting over our control our will like they're basically, like grabbing a hold of us and imposing their will onto us and we're controlled by them. And then that's what happens when we're asleep, when we're not conscious, we let that happen. But once we wake up and we're aware of the situation, we can realize, Oh, we have freedom. We have the freedom of choice and we can choose whatever happens. And so it allows us to ignore the pendulum And then claim what is ours without having to fight for it. So the pendulum game is all about fighting for your place in the sun. But the fact of the matter is that's a pendulum notion, fighting for your place under the sun. What is in reality, you don't have to fight. You simply just have to get up and claim it. Where there is freedom without struggle, there is no need for confidence. Freedom without struggle is all about not fighting for your place under the sun, just going out and get it and being free from pendulums. You do not need confidence. Confidence is only needed if you're fighting against pendulums. Once a person is free from pendulums, they no longer need confidence. All they need is coordination. Composed coordination comes from not creating inner importance and having nothing to prove. In reality, any... Everything is much simpler than it seems. So that that's such a simple statement. But six months ago, before I started reading Transurfing, I thought the world was so complicated. But once I read Transurfing, it really enlightened me on how simple it is, how simple things are. You simply just have to choose. You just have to choose what you want, and you'll get it. Begin the process of doing in any way you can. So that taking action alleviates excess or it like dissipates excess potential. Excess potential dissipates through action. Coordination means, all right, so here's the definition of coordination. Taking pleasure in thinking about the goal as if you had already been reached letting go of the grip of control over the script and going with the alternative's flow helping it along the way with the ore of pure intention that's coordination the pendulum battle is just a game not a fight just remember that the pe- when you're struggling for your place under the sun just remember that it- just remember the rules of the game and how you can break them when you go with the flow With conscious awareness, everything falls into place without excessive effort. So nature never wastes energy. Nature always takes the path of least resistance. So when when you're in balance with nature and you're moving towards your goal and you're aware, you're consciously aware, you're awake, nature will just slide things along in place, the path of least resistance. It's only you that creates turmoil in the waters. Remember that you decide the level of complexity a challenge represents, and that adjustments to the script will play in your favor if you let them. This is all about the world as a mirror, and you get exactly what you choose. Like all the problems that pop up in your in your day-to-day life is just. You you basically created that. all It's all from your mind. Your mind created those problems. Absolute coordination is achieved as a result of harmony between heart and mind. All right. So the heart and the mind is huge. And I'm going to go on a side tangent real quick. I haven't begun this process yet, but I've ordered... Uh, the gateway process and it's hemisync. It's the wave one of the gateway process. And this I actually believe that it will help attune my heart and the mind. So I think that this meditation, the gateway process, if you're interested in, it, I recommend reading the the analysis and assessment of the gateway process. It's a declassified CIA document and it basically explains the gateway process so i think that that will help it um give harmony between the heart and mind harmony of the heart and mind is achieved by listening to the whisperings of the heart and living true to your own credo so i don't really oh the next one explains what living to your own credo is but basically whenever you're living life you should always listen to the whisperings of the heart because the heart is basically telling you things that you should or shouldn't do and the heart knows exactly what's going on living according to your credo means loving yourself and accepting you or accepting yourself the way you are not suffering from pangs of consciousness No, wait, no. Not suffering from pangs of conscience or guilt and firmly acting according to the dictates of the heart and mind. So basically, accept yourself, love yourself, and do not feel guilt. And always act and listen to your heart. Listen to your heart and mind when they're in unity. It is sufficient. Okay. This one explains, this needs, I need to give some context for this next one. So, if you've seen the movie The Matrix, good. It's all about, it's all about how the humans are living in a simulation, basically. But it goes deeper than that. They're basically living on, under the false, false reality, basically. So now back to the transurfing. Pendulums basically aim to create a false reality, false notion of reality. And this quote from Transurfing, it is sufficient to shape the individual's worldview in such a way that they have no notion of their freedom. So that is what we're heading towards right now. Eventually, people people's worldview will be shaped into such a way that they will have no clue that they are free. They will just be trapped and they will think that they're trapped. The most important principle in the battle with the pendulum is to refuse to fight them. So whenever you're fighting the pendulum, you're feeding it your energy and it's basically making it stronger and stronger. Just refuse to fight. That's all there is to it. Simply just say, no, they're just like, be empty. Be empty the pendulum is always trying to knock you off course the pendulum tries to control you and when you just refuse to fight it you get what you want and you get what you choose wake up and remember the game when you stay empty to the pendulum you receive its energy all right so whenever you so whenever the pendulum tries to provoke you It it spends a little bit of energy and sends a little energy towards your way to try and provoke you. But if you were to stay empty and be absolutely indifferent to it, then you will actually receive that energy and you'll get kind of like a jolt or a boost. So it's actually beneficial in another way to stay empty to the pendulum. Constantly remind yourself of the rules of the game and keep importance at zero. Wait, this next one, I don't know what it says. Oh, mass media requires the individual to be very consciously aware. Do not let negative information affect you. This is huge. Okay, let me explain. I was reading about the gateway process, and there was one frequently, I think it was like frequently asked questions page, and they, it, it was, is this the hypnosis? So the gateway process is basically you meditating and you're listening to audio waves, like pink noise, waves crashing, wind blowing. You're basically meditating while listening to pink noise and it's a guided meditation, basically. And so one of the questions was, is this hypnosis? And they said it it is or it is not, depending on how you define hypnosis. So in one definition it is, but so is watching TV and watching TV as the media. So I was just thinking, oh, wow, watching TV is hypnosis. I didn't really give it much thought after that. But then for context, I want to explain that I haven't watched movies in like many months. I haven't played video games in a while. I haven't, I don't really, I kind of cleansed myself from all of that entertainment, all of that dopamine stuff. And so my dopamine receptor is coming back to normal. But I'm back in school now, and I'm in one elective where we have to watch a movie at the end of every single unit. And so the movie that we watched after this unit was actually an entertaining movie that I probably would watch on my own. And so naturally, I was entertained and I was drawn into the movie. And I was immersed in the movie like the entire time and afterwards i was like wow that is hypnosis watching tv is hypnosis and then i rem- and then i biked home after that and my mind was scattered like it affected my mind it like affected the brain waves of my mind and so mass media requires the individual to be very consciously aware and so that is like i was not consciously aware of while I was watching the movie I was just immersed and so that affected me that affected the rest of my day and possibly the next day and that was like evident in the podcast that I spoke on the next day and so you simply just have to be extremely consciously aware like especially so while you're watching a movie so you can stay on like not be hypnotized Consciously break the rules. The freedom of choice is that there is no need to fight to achieve your goal. All you need is the will to have. That's as simple as that. You, you do not need to fight for your place under the sun. You define your goal and just go get it and simply allow yourself to have it. Freedom is always yours. Like there, Freedom is never taken from you. It's your birthright. Always yours. The yarn of postponement can go on all your life. This is something that really spoke to me because I'm postponing a lot of these things for a later date. A lot of these transference principles I was postponing for a later date. And you know what? That's just going to go on forever. And then I'm just going to go on a downward spiral. So it's either now or, or never, basically. And now is always now. So if you... Say now or never, now, and then you wait a year, well, in a year, it will be now, so it's either now or never, in a year as well, if that makes any sense. The idea that you still have plenty of time is an illusion. Life is quick. Life goes by very quick, so it goes by in a blink of an eye. Now, while you're in it, it seems like you've got lots of time, but Everyone has experienced this. When you look back of the past like year, the past week, or the past day, you're like, wow, where did the time go? And I experienced that actually all of junior year. I looked back and I was like, whoa, that flew by. So it's an illusion. So you might as well do what you want with the little time you have. The will to have is infinitely more powerful than the will to act. So you can act all you want. But if you're not allowing yourself to have, you're probably going to fail. And when you allow yourself to have, the world will actually help you along your way and help you take better actions. So it's way more powerful. Totally give yourself permission to have. You do not have to think about the money. So that is huge. This is something I'm reminding myself of a lot lately. I'm always thinking about how am I going to get the money or How much money does this cost? How much money that? How much money this? Like, no, don't think about the money. Just think about getting your goals. Like, don't think about the means either. When you end the battle and give yourself permission to have, outer intention will find a way to give you what you need. So ending the battle with pendulums, you gain freedom of choice or you reobtain it. And then once you give yourself permission to have that thing, your goal, then our intention, the world, will basically find a way to give it to you. It will find a way, and you don't have to worry about how. You just have to worry about getting. Allow yourself to have from this moment onwards unconditionally, unreservedly, and not occasionally, but all the time. This is something I'm struggling with even to this day. I am not giving myself permission to have unconditionally and unreservedly all the time. And I feel like this is a huge principle that just allow yourself to go. And when you're moving towards your goal, do it as you such you know in such a manner that you would going to get your mail from the mailbox. You just do it on like unemotionally, indifferently, and you just get it because it's yours. Do that same, have that same attitude while you're walking towards your goals. Earn the will to have, not the money. So if you listened to the principle before where do not be shy and do not hold back when setting your goals. And you set yourself a crazy, seemingly impossible goal that you have no idea will have, like will be possible, you're not gonna be able to convince your mind that it's possible. But once you run the slide, so run the target slide in your mind along as you, like, just keep running it as if you've already achieved it, then event, there's three stages to this, actually. The first stage, you'll be like, you won't believe it, that it's possible. The second stage, you actually believe that it's possible. And then the third stage, it becomes ordinary. And that is, like, the ordinariness All of your items are ordinary. All the items you own are ordinary. So if you already own your goal, you already, your slide is basically you already have achieved it. So it will become ordinary. And that means that you are on the right path 100% for sure. Everyone makes their choice and receives what they were willing to have. This is, well, this is very deep. So everyone has their choice. Everyone has freedom of choice and they make their choice and they receive exactly what they're willing to have. And that goes back to what I was saying. If you're, if you have the poor mindset, you're only willing to have poorness. But if you have the rich mindset, you're willing to have richness or riches. (laughs) Your choice is immutable law and with it, you shape your reality. That is another, there's a, he drops a lot of gold nuggets in Transurfing. Like every single sentence is absolute gold. Do not force yourself to allow yourself to have. Take pleasure in having exciting thoughts. Learn the difference between will and decisiveness. The will to have is the dispassionate. Wait, what does this say? I don't know what that says. The will to have is the dispassionate on something intention to take what is unquestionably yours. So it's just going back to the mailbox. You just unlike like dispassionately take it because it's yours. You express your right to choose just as calmly and in- uninsistently as you, ret- you would retrieve the mail from the mailbox. Exactly. Conflict between heart and mind and excess potential get in the way of allowing yourself to have. So if you want to allow yourself to have simply Merge your heart and mind, so unify them and drop excess potential. And the way you drop excess potential is you reduce importance. So do not place anything inflated in meaning. When you carry around empty or when you carry around importance, you waste ninety percent of your energy on supporting excess potential. That is okay. A lot of people have importance and as a result they're wasting all their energy supporting that the excess potential that was caused by the importance. And as a result, they have less energy to do what they want. And they have they feel worse also. So just drop importance. If you cannot con- consciously drop importance, take action running the target side in your mind. So all you have to do is run the target side in your mind and it takes action automatically. So. These last couple of ones are, he basically said how to not have these specific emotions. So to stop fear, get a safety net. To stop getting irritated easily, remember the rules of the game and stay empty. Now this is huge because I used to get very mad, very irritated very easily. Or I would just like get mad to myself and irritated to myself. Whenever something like a little nuisance would pop up, but just remember the rules of the game and how you can choose exactly what you want and just stay empty. Stop feeling guilty. Stop trying to justify yourself. Do not pressure yourself to win all the time. This is so trans in the beginning, especially you're going to be bad and don't pressure yourself to always be perfect and always win. Just allow yourself to lose sometime from time to time. Begin taking action in whatever way you can. All right, so I talked about this last one a little bit earlier. There are three steps to the will to have. Step one, wanting to believe. Step two, belief. Step three, ordinariness. So if you make it to ordinariness, then you know for sure you are on the right path. So that is it. That's the last of it. And towards the end, the last couple pages, I just wanted to read them all out. And I didn't really speak on them because I was running out of time. So with all that said, that's the end of the episode. So to wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to remember the Eagles.